This podcast sponsored by Prime Super, a leading industry super fund specialising in the health and aged care sector. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. While nurses and midwives receive training to understand and respect cultural needs, Aboriginal women are still facing culturally unsafe care during their maternity journey. That's one of the key findings of the Birthing on Noongabudja project led by Murdoch University's Nyankira Research Centre, which investigated the experiences of 39 Aboriginal women. I'm joined by study lead Professor Rhonda Marriott to find out what the findings reveal about the path to improving maternity care for Aboriginal women. Rhonda, thank you for joining me. You you said there is evidence that Aboriginal women experience culturally unsafe care during their maternity journey. What are some examples of the ways in which care might not be meeting cultural needs? Thank you. Um, Aboriginal women that we interviewed in our study identified consistently the need for Uh, more Aboriginal staff to be working within mainstream systems. They wanted to have access to Aboriginal people who understood their cultural needs um, and particularly those needs associated with family functioning and how Aboriginal people conduct their family relationships, their kinship relationships in particular. So they wanted access to people who understood that. Um, And while they know that um, there are programs for cultural um, awareness within our mainstream hospitals. They felt it was really important that we had a lot more um, Aboriginal staff available and even those staff who aren't necessarily midwives. Um, They also expressed that while, um, and we interviewed 74 um, women, um, 39 of whom were in their birthing years still, while all of those women identified that they had had positive experiences, there were a lot of them who still said that they had negative experiences. Um, And to the point where their memories of those birthing experiences were still associated with fear and and being scared. So I think that's that's really sad that, you know, when we have... um, midwives who have um, woman-centred care at the very heart of what they do, that those Aboriginal women did not feel that um, their needs, their cultural needs were being met. They all had good, good clinical experiences, so none of them, none of them raised issues around um, feeling that their baby was compromised or their physical care was compromised in any way but that they um, didn't feel comfortable with asking questions. The information was often complicated. Um, Midwives still use quite a bit of medical jargon Um, and they really wanted someone who connected with them and was ready to listen to their needs. Some Aboriginal women did not encounter another Aboriginal person throughout their childbirth experience. Uh, What did the women interviewed have to say about that and and how was it perceived by nurses and midwives? Okay, so for for the Aboriginal women, many of them didn't experience that unless they had gone to an Aboriginal maternity group practice for their antenatal care and then they would have had the experience of grandmothers who were Aboriginal working in the service. They would have had the experience of some Aboriginal midwives and non-Aboriginal midwives, but they would have seen Aboriginal staff. 
But then when they were transferred into the mainstream services for um, to deliver their babies, it was very unusual for them to actually see an Aboriginal midwife or an Aboriginal staff member. So they were saying quite strongly, we need to see more Aboriginal faces in our birthing experiences. So that claim came through very clearly from the Aboriginal women. The midwives also consistently identified the need for more Aboriginal staff. Um, and they knew that this was important for Aboriginal women. They considered it was really appropriate um, that um, Aboriginal women um, midwives were involved um, because they know that, you know, they, they might have cultural awareness, um, but not enough cultural knowledge to be able to then ensure um, cultural safety, which was important. So they are also identifying that this is an important thing. But from a work workforce perspective, we know we've got a long way to go. At our symposium, um, Janine Mohammed, who's the CEO of Katsunam, was talking to us about the number of midwives who identify as being Aboriginal and who are registered to practice here in WA, and there are 17 of them. And she said if we take into account um, the numbers that are required for um, parity with um, the population and also taking into account some of the issues around um, um, low birth weight and, um, and early delivery, then we need 120 midwives who are Aboriginal registered to practice in WA. So you can see the difference between 17 and 120. Mm -hmm. We've actually got a long way to go. Mm -hmm. mm. So we've got a big workforce issue that faces us as well. What are some, some changes that nurses and midwives may be able to make today to, to better support Aboriginal women on their maternity journey? My, my sense is that we can make a lot of changes. What needs to happen is that we really need to strengthen honest and respectful relationships between not only midwives but other health professionals and Aboriginal women. We, we need to have midwives and other staff who are involved in delivering maternity care to understand what it is that women want and to ensure that they get the right maternity care, especially culturally rich pregnancy and birthing experiences. None of that costs money. If we um, are able to influence behavioural and attitudinal changes where people, um, where health professionals are respectful, um, that they're open um, and accepting of cultural diversity and able to support cultural diversity and respect that, then I think we would see huge changes across the system because we are aware that Aboriginal mothers are birthing in the main in um, large maternity services where there aren't Aboriginal people. So we require midwives and other health professionals to take on board those attitudinal changes. We recently saw some umbrage taken with part of the code of conduct for nurses focusing on culture, namely from the Nurses Professional Association of Queensland, and it was picked up uh, by a few mainstream media personalities and outlets. 
As a researcher whose work focuses on ensuring for culturally safe care, why is it important to focus on, on that aspect of care? Well, I think our study and our research has shown that um, while nurses um, and midwives are very mindful of clinical competencies, there seems to be a gap when it comes to the, um, the softer um, psychosocial competencies. So in that, you know, the competencies that, that ensure that they're meeting um, culturally secure care so that a woman can feel culturally safe or a family member can feel culturally safe. And I think it's important for us as health professionals to have that accountability and that responsibility. I, I don't see it an affront that that would be part of the code of um, conduct or um, practice. Uh, we have in the um, code elements in relation to bullying in the workplace. So if we can deal with those with accountability um, and professionalism, then I see no reason why we can't fully accept the responsibility personally um, to be accountable for cultural competence. So we spoke a little bit about what individual nurses and midwives can do, but, but what should be done on a wider scale to help close the gap in maternity care and childbirth outcomes for, for Aboriginal mothers and their babies? I think it's really important that we make some widespread system changes. Um, we know that there's a lot of work being done at the moment at a national level around birthing on country um, services and models, and I think that they're really important. Um, but we know also that 36% of our Aboriginal women are living um, and birthing in an urban setting, and in the main that they have access then to large maternity services. So it really is important that we have a system-wide change, and I think it's something that um, can be driven from the top down and from the bottom up. So we need ministers of health to take responsibility to ensure that uh, individual boards are accountable around ensuring that they have culturally safe practices um, and policies within their maternity services. And we need health professionals and midwives in particular to ensure that they um, have cultural competence and that they're providing culturally secure care so that women can feel culturally safe. That was Professor Rhonda Marriott on the Birthing on Noongar Project.